Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to the House of David Ministries. I'm Pastor Keith Allen. Thank you once again for joining us this week here. Uh, Today, we'll be discussing the building of the temple. Uh, We'll be coming out of 1 Corinthians chapter 22. Uh, It's a great subject, uh, very dear to my heart, and I hope that you get something out of it. I hope that you you come hungry to, to know more, to understand more of God's word. And before we get started, we're going to go ahead and get and pray and give thanks and honor to God. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come to you and pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, dear God, for this blessed day. We thank you for your meal in which we are about to receive in your word, dear Lord God. And we just ask in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, that you continue, dear Lord God, to uplift us in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God. Strengthen us in our faith, dear Lord God. Show us the way, dear Lord God, to, to not falter or waver in our faith. We pray in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, that you continue, dear Lord God, to show us grace and mercy, dear Lord God, and we thank you for your everlasting love. We pray that this word resonates in our hearts and our minds, dear Lord God, and also manifests itself in our lives. We pray and thank you, dear God, for all days of our lives, dear Lord God, every breath in which we take, dear Lord God, that is given to us by you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for good health, prosperity, dear Lord God, and just keeping us, dear Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, so this week, um, again, we're coming out of 1 Chronicles chapter 22. Uh, but before I get there, I just wanted to read something. Um, I want to read a song because um, I want everyone to get in the habit of reading a song, a proverb on a daily basis to help your mindset understand what wisdom truly is and to help you make those difficult decisions throughout your walk in Christ and throughout life in general. Uh, You have to contend with some very, very tough situations in your lives and decisions in your life that you'll have to make. But if you have wisdom and understanding about you, it makes it that much easier to reconcile those situations versus tangling with them going back and forth. So Psalm 150 reads, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery of harp. Praise him with the timbre and dance. 
Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And that's what it's all about, praising the Lord and everything in which we do, which leads us into, our, into God's message today about building the temple. Okay, so how do you build God's temple? He has some specific instructions of how we go about doing such a thing. Now, we know uh, Moses built the temple, at least that's what we say. We say Moses built the temple, we say David started one and couldn't finish it, so Solomon had to finish it. But I want you to pay attention to the to the to the um, the theme of of God's message today, which is very very important that you pay attention to this theme, because God is is dealing with us in a manner that truly sets apart how we think about building up the temple for God. Now, in, in, in First Chronicles chapter twenty-two is where we're going to be at. God talks. David talks, and, and and he wonders how he's going to build God's house. Now, David has gone about and done some wrong things, so he knows that you know God has got His eye on him, and he can't do certain things anymore because he defiled himself. So he's not able to do certain things, right? So in verse twenty-two. Uh, I mean, chapter 22, verse 1, it says that David then said, because, like I said, he went before and he couldn't do it because the, the, the angel of God was standing before him with, with a sword and he was afraid to even approach because he knew the wrong that he had done, okay, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the previous chapter. So verse 22 reads, Then David said, Let this, this is the house of the Lord God. And this is the altar of the burnt offering of Israel. And David commanded to go together the strangers that were in the land of Israel and the set masons to hew wrought stones to build the house of God. So David wasn't laying a hand on this thing. And just as Moses did, God gave blessings and talents and gifts to others to do the work to build this up. Moses, David, and Solomon were more overseers to make sure that the plan, they, they, they were like project managers or, or anything that you would call today, making sure that it went according to plan, as just as God called it to be, make sure no one got off deviation of what, what was called to be and what was ordered to be. Okay, in verse 3, and David prepared iron in abundance for the nails, for the doors of the gates, and for the joinings, and brass in abundance without weight. Also cedar trees in abundance for the Sidonians and they, and they of Tyre brought much cedar wood to David. Now verse 5 and 6 are, are, very, are very good nuggets to pay attention to here. And David said, Solomon my son is young and tender, and the house that is to be builded for the Lord must be exceeding magnificent and fame and of glory throughout all countries, 
I will therefore now make preparation for it. So David prepared abundantly before his death. So David wasn't building anything. He was getting all the supplies together. He was getting all the supplies together for Solomon to go out and make sure that this thing happens. Because he knew he was an old age, he was coming about, and he knew that Solomon, who was already ordained to be the next king, had to finish these works. Now, in verse 6 it says, Then he called for Solomon his son and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. And I wanted to stop there because this is important. We, as individuals, want to build a house for God. We want to build a place where God can come and dwell among us. We want to show God how we, as in Psalms 150, in which we read, how we truly do praise him and love him. But some of us are like David, where we have defiled ourselves and we can't build that temple, at least not to ourselves. However, when you think about your, your Christian walk and you feel like everything you do, there's nothing manifesting itself in your life when it comes to, to Christ and your Christ walk. Maybe you need to be like David, be like Moses, be like Solomon, and consider those around you to allow them to help you build up yourself. Because we all are our own sanctuary for God. But you have to know this. You can't build a house up by yourself. Because if you could, that means you didn't need the Holy Spirit. That means you didn't need Christ. That means you didn't need your faith. And that is not true. You need these things in order to build up the house of God. And God sent others around you to commune with you, to fellowship with you, to build you up as well. Whether it be friends, family, whoever, your priest, your, 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 uh, your preacher, your, 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 your deacon, or whoever it is you, you lean on to get some kind of understanding and get a, a leg up in the Christian walk, a mentor, whatever it is, you have these people in your life to help you lift yourself up, to build yourself up, to become that house of God. And you have to know these things. And I have wanted to, to, to stop there real quick and keep your mark because I'm just going to jump over to John chapter 14 real quick. But keep your mark and First uh, Chronicles uh, 22, please. So I'm rolling over to John here real quick. John chapter 14. And... Um, and this is very important. John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3. And this is what they read. And, and, and this is Christ speaking now. He says, In my Father's house are many mansions. You can consider those to be sanctuaries. He says, The angels are about the Garden of Eden. There are many sanctuaries in which you can go to to learn. He said in the Garden of Eden, there, there are many trees in which you can choose to learn from. And this is what it is. In my father's house, there are many mansions. 
If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. So you see, you don't build yourself up. Christ builds you up. In Christ, you are more. He's going to prepare a place for you. Now, here on earth, we're preparing a place for God. But God is saying, you do this for me here, and I will do the same for you there in heaven. Verse 3, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, that where I am there ye may be also. So wherever Christ is, are you also. So when he's in heaven, he's saying the place he's prepared for you is in heaven. So wherever he is in heaven, so shall you be. And the same thing should apply to ourselves here on earth. Wherever we are here on this earth, so shall Christ be with us. This is very important of the, of the building up of yourself. Don't think that you can do this alone. It, it takes so many people to even build up a, a, a regular house, okay? You got people to build a framework, dealing with the wood and the carpentry, you got somebody who has to lay the foundation before the foundation is laid. You have to lay the pipings and everything, the, the electrical wires that are going to run into the house. Um, you have the the, um, the the people who do with the brick, mortar, and cement, electricians, you name it. I mean, plumbers. It takes more than just one person to build a house. And the same thing goes for the house of God. It takes more than one person to build the house of God. You have to think about teamwork when it comes to, to the to the um, to the body of Christ and to the and to the sanctuary of God. When you're trying to build yourself up, when you're trying to build up that sanctuary, you have to consider others because not all of us are jack of all trades. You have to rely upon somebody evangelizing, preaching, teaching, mentoring. Prophesying. You have to have these things available to you, even though you may not be, and one of them may not be your strong suit. Don't be so prideful and and think that you don't need help, or think that if you ask for help, that is a sign of weakness or a sign of of, of some kind of lack of of, of knowledge or or anything. Think somebody's going to look down upon you, and if they do look down upon you, then that's not the right person to help you build the house of God. And the reason why I say it's not the right person to build a house of God, because God told David he could build his house. But he chose Solomon. Solomon means peace, God's peace. So in God's peace, we assemble. And when we assemble in peace, a peaceful assembly, you are able to build something for God. You can't build something for God with turmoil, deceit, greed, hate, or anything like that, that's not God's house. If you're building such, such thing, you're building it for Satan himself. You're not building it for God. That's why David knew this thing is for God, and it has to be magnificent, as he said. That's why I'm taking my hands off of it and I'm allowing my son, who is still righteous in God's ways, to build this and finish this and finish these works. 
Now we're going to go jump back into uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 22. Uh, we're on verse 7. And David said to Solomon, My son, as for me, it was in my mind to build a house unto the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Thou hast shed blood abundantly and hast made great wars. Thou shalt not build a house unto my name, because thou hast shed much blood upon the earth in my sight. So you see, David listened to the voice of God, and he understood that this was not his calling. This was not his, his right to do such a thing. He knew the duty had to fall to someone that could do it. He says, Behold, a son shall be born to thee, whom shall be a man of rest. What is the house of God to us? What does God say to do on the Sabbath? The Sabbath is a rest. Come into my dwelling and rest with me. This is why he said, this shall be a man of rest. Solomon was a man of rest. Peace. Peace, peace is what rest is. A, a calmness, a ceasing of all things. It's peace. He's a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies round about, for his name shall be Solomon, and I will give peace and quietness unto Israel in his days. That's the house God wants. He doesn't want a house full of bickering, cliques, and all this other stuff that goes on today. We need to get it right. We need to think about one another. We need to consider one another when we're building the house of God. And if you have tainted it, then you need to go out and clean house and re-anoint that house to get it right. Whether it's your personal home, your apartment, your condo, your, 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 um, your, your, your place of worship where you go, wherever it is, if it is not right, if it is not a holy assembly of peace and there's bickering amongst the members, you need to set that house right. Just as that house was built up by all the members that come in, they pay you, you pay your tithes, you pay your, uh, your your offerings and all this other stuff. Again, think about Cain. Without faith, Cain's offering was rejected. You may think you're doing something in faith, but you're doing it with bitterness in your heart because you're not in tune with one another. You're not sure. Excuse me, sharing love amongst one another. So consider your ways when you are building up God's home, when you are building up His house. Okay. Verse 10. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with you and prosper thou, and build the house of the Lord thy God, as he hath said to thee. All, in verse 12, only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding, and give thee charge concerning Israel that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. So he's telling them, I still need to keep yourself, and you need to keep yourself in order while you're doing this. I don't need you to 
to be led astray while you while you're building up something for me. Do you think Christ went to heaven to, as he said, prepare a place for us with bitterness in his heart, with any uh, judgment amongst those that he's going to receive? He's building up a place in heaven for us because we truly believe, because we are not accusers of the brethren. We go into a sanctuary of God for peace, for rest. That's what we should be going for, not to combat one another like, oh, look at that. There he or she is. They got him, blah, blah, blah. This is what we do in the house of God, and it shouldn't be that way. A house divided cannot stand. It can't stand. The building may still be erect, but there's no God in it. And that is the issue that we have today. There's no God in the house of God. So therefore, is it the house of God? If God doesn't want to be there, then you might want to consider your ways. You might want to get a team together to cleanse out and reestablish the house of God. Reconsider your ways. If you feel yourself faltering, lean on someone. You yourself, as we spoke earlier, are a sanctuary to the Lord. Keep yourself cleansed. Keep yourself righteous in everything that you do. Keep God about you in your presence is as we talk. The place you build here for God, meaning yourself, or the place you worship, however you want to see it, however you it, it helps you to understand it, to know that wherever you are, Christ needs to be there with you as well in order for this to work. Without it, all you have is brick and mortar. That's it. You don't have anything else. There's no God in it. If there's no God in it, then is often not. Verse 13. Then shalt thou prosper if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. And we know what those are. But here, here God saying something very, very, very powerful right here. He says right after that, be strong. In of good courage, dread not, fear not, nor be dismayed, nor be discouraged. So he's saying, strong, stand strong, be encouraged, encouraged. Don't let anything put fear in you, and don't let anything waver your faith. Because if the house of God is built up correctly with the right masons, as David had gathered together, with the right electricians, with the right plumbers, and they all are on one accord, everything, as God's word says, will be fitly and joint together properly in righteousness. But if you're building in any other way, I tell you, you are building for Satan himself, and you will see him creep in that place that you say is a place of worship and it is nothing but a, a, a den of thieves, 
in a den of corrupt people. Because you've allowed Satan to come in and take over the atmosphere. And there's no God in the atmosphere. There's no God in the house of the Lord. So build up correctly so that it can stand the wiles of the devil. That's what Jesus did. He went out 40 days and 40 nights to build himself up to withstand the wiles of the devil. He cleansed himself in the Jordan, got baptized, rejuvenized, and then from there he went and was ministered unto. So you see, even Jesus had something helping him along the way that was feeding into him. And he knows, like, hey, at this point in time, I need the angels to come and do this. At this point in time, I need John to come and baptize me. And then from there, now it's me that I need to take over this and own it. There comes a point in time where you have to own up to your faith. You can no longer blame others for your faults and falters. We give Satan too much credit when we waver in our faith. Oh, the devil's busy. No, you're weak. Strengthen yourself. Be encouraged. Be strong. Stop giving the devil so much credit. You make him stronger by saying this. Verse 15. Verse 14, I'm sorry. Now behold, in my trouble I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold, a thousand of a thousand talents of silver, and a brass and iron without weight. It is in abundance, temper also in stone have I prepared, and thou mayest add thereto. Moreover, there are workmen eh, with thee in abundance. You see that? God said, I'm giving you a people who are willing to help you build this house up. But you have to lean on them. You can't cast them out. You can't look down upon them. He's giving you a workman with, with thee in abundance, hewers and workers of stone and timber, and all manner of cunning men for every manner of work. This is the body of Christ. Every manner of work where you may be a, 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 a specialist in, someone else may be a specialist in something else. You come together, you collaborate, and you build something grand for God within one another. Verse 16, of the gold, the silver, and the brass, and the iron, there is no never. Arise, therefore, and be doing. You see that? God said, arise and be doing. Build. And be doing, and the Lord be with thee. So you have to be building up the house of God continuously. And to the return of Christ, this is what we should be doing. The house of God is never finished until the coming of the Lord, when he calls us home. That's it. I want to read something out of Revelation chapter 12. You don't have to turn there. 
Revelation chapter 12 speaks of, you know, Satan, the dragon, right? And remember it talks about the woman being in labor and bringing forth a child, and Satan is waiting on that child to be born so he can take hold of it and, and just ruin it, right? But in the midst of this all, and it says in verse 5, and this is Revelation chapter 12, verse 5 and 6. And she brought forth a, a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. But hold on. Get this. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God. She built up a place for God where she could find rest away from the wiles of Satan. So if Satan's already in there, you can't find any rest in it. So you understand the significance of building up the house of God correctly into specific terms of love, caring, abiding in one another. So she had prepared a place of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. She found sanctuary. You see how long that was? A thousand something days? So If you are ever in trouble, if you are ever in need, and you go to a, a place, whether it be your home, in a room in your home, a room in your in your, uh, and you run to your uh, your ministry, your church, wherever it is you worship, praise or pray, and that place is defiled in any way, how do you find rest? How do you find peace? These are things you need to consider of yourself. Consider of places in which you try to find rest. Sanctify it. Cleanse it out. Make it pure for God. If you feel you're not finding rest there, either find a new place or rebuild the place in which you go. You can cleanse it out. You can prepare it for God. You can oust out the devil and his and his and his minions. Cast them out of your ways. And make that house a house for the Lord. That includes your body, yourself, your consciousness, your heart, even the tongue. Make it all a house of God so that nothing comes off your tongue that is negative towards one another, that is negative towards brother, sister, organization, whatever the case may be, but be in tune with God to fellowship one another, to help one another build up the house of God, building up the temple. A few more verses and we're done here, guys. <clears throat> Verse 17, David also commanded all the princes of Israel to help 
Solomon, his son. Here we go again. Is it one person building this house? No. David commanded the princes of Israel. And we say the princes of Israel, we're like, wasn't he the king of Judah because he was from the tribe of Judah? He said he commanded the princes of Israel. That means of every tribe to help build up the house of God. Why? And his right doing so, this is why. Verse 18. He's saying, is not the Lord your God with you? And hath he not given you rest on every side? For he hath given the inhabitants of the land into my hand, and the land subdued before the Lord and before his people. So he's saying, it's your God too. Why not help build up the house of God with your brethren, with your cousins? Build up. In other words, financial help, um, physical help, mental help, whatever the help is needed, you help. It is your God, too. We're building this for our God, not my God. Know that saying? Go, oh, my God. No, oh, our God. That's what David is saying, our God. Because it is all of our God. And if we love him so, why can't we work together to build up the temple on earth? Last verse, verse 19. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Arise, therefore, there it goes again, arise, and build ye the sanctuary of the Lord God, to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God into the house that is to be built to the name of the Lord. Bring everything holy, everything righteousness of you, of yourself. Put it all in the house of God. Praise him, as we spoke of in, 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 verse, um, in Psalms 150. May everyone praise the Lord. But it can't be done in a house full of wickedness, a house full of deceit, greed, malicious acts amongst one another. The house is built by more than just one person, not the priest or the deacons. It takes more than just them. As you see, the heads of the nation of Israel even needed help. Christ, going into the wilderness, sought help. So don't let anyone tell you that they don't need help, because more likely they do. And we should be willing to help one another. We should be willing to build up and invest into that sanctuary of rest. Build up the body of Christ Build up God's sanctuary in peace, love, and you shall find rest. But if you do not, rest will never be found. That'll be a door you knock on and no one ever answers. Know your God. Know who you are. 
Know what he has delivered unto you before you. He delivered others around you to be able to help you out and to build you up. Do not allow yourself to falter without asking for help, without asking someone to please help me. I need help with this. I can do this, but I don't know how to do this, and I don't understand this. We're all here to help one another, and we should be willing to help one another without judgment, without ridiculing, without belittling one another. The, 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 the help should come through joy and love of knowing that we're helping build up some, someone for Christ, building up another sanctuary where someone else can come and find rest. Because if we weren't built up to help one another, then you wouldn't able to find rest in those who are helping you. So you follow? Everyone is a sanctuary of God. We're all temples of God. And we find rest in one another by going to what God has blessed us with, with gifts and callings. And we're a blessing to one another so people can find rest in God. Not that you say you're finding rest in me, but I'm just a symbolism of some, someone who is willing to help someone find rest in God by helping them along in any way I can. And we all should be wanting to do the same. Thank you again for joining us this week. I hope you enjoyed the word. I pray that God continues to reach your hearts, touch your minds. But before we go, I do want to pray out. And once again, you guys, please visit our website um, in any way you can. It, 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 um, it does help to visit our website and donate whatever you can, a quarter, a dime, a nickel, a dollar. Whatever it is you can give, um, we would appreciate it, and we thank you for it. Um, the website is houseofdavidchurch.com, or you can reach us on Gmail at onehouseofdavid at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, you can also check us out on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, for the, any uh, videos or sermons that you may have missed in the past. Uh, so before we get going, let's please bow our heads, clear our minds, so we can pray out and give thanks. Dear Heavenly Father God, we thank you for this blessed day. We thank you for honoring us, dear Lord God, with your presence. We thank you for this mighty word in the name of Jesus, dear Lord God, that it may manifest itself, dear Lord God, into the atmosphere. We pray all things blessed, the Lord God, from you, and we thank you, the Lord God, for increasing us in understanding and knowledge. We pray in the name of Jesus, the Lord God, that we continue to upbuild the body of Christ, the Lord God, through righteousness, the Lord God, and allow the body of Christ to work as a unit and not as a singular, the Lord God. We thank you for this. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace, and your everlasting power. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you. Amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.